from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvia, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Don't forget the show's new hours. It is now 2.30 to 6.30. We cross-talk with Carmen and Yurko from 2.30 to 3 for a full half hour. Boys now are on from noon to 3. And that half hour with us will cross-talk usually with Black and Abdallah at about uh, 6.15. But Bears Weekly on today at 6.30. So we're just about to uh, cross-talk with Jeff Joniak, who, of course, is the host of Bears Weekly, then he's off to the Senior Bowl. You're going to hear Black and Abdallah coming up at about uh, 7.30 today, right after uh, Bears Weekly. So yeah, we've got another half hour to go. Um, all of the NFL head coaching gigs are now filled. Dan Quinn was the final NFL coach to get hired today of the Washington Commanders. I'm wondering whether or not Ron Rivera will uh, be considered seriously by the Dallas Cowboys to replace Dan Quinn. His name was mentioned about a week ago. Wondering uh, if that's where Ronnie shows up. Or maybe the uh, the Rams. Could be there as well. As we were talking about. Let's bring in uh, Jeff Joniak, the voice of the Chicago Bears and our teammate. He joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline getting ready for Bears Weekly. What's up, Jeff? Hey, good to talk to you guys. You know, I listened to you guys the other day. I was out in my run walk trying to shed some of this uh, run walk? in-season fat. You what's know? A, what's so a run try- walk? You know, you sprint a little, you walk a little, you sprint a little. But I did it for 12,000 steps, so not too bad. Anyway, that being said, I was listening to your interview with Chico uh, this week, and it was outstanding. He was great. I love his attitude, and uh, I do hope he stays in the league. Coaches like that need to. He's a great teacher. He's well-respected, and he's worked under many different uh, bosses over the course of his career, and he's adapted and uh, evolved, and uh, he's got still a lot in the tank, in my opinion. And, Jeff, I thought it was, was kind of revealing as well to hear him say going from being a head coach to being a D.C. almost would be refreshing for him so he could get back to actually coaching and not just managing people in situations. Let me tell you something. That is hitting the nail on the proverbial head with a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer. Swinging the sledgehammer today. Listen to me. How many coaches I've talked to that have become head coach, the last thing you do is coach. Mm -hmm. It's the last. I've said this on this show. You go in thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm a head coach. I'm going to change lives. Change. No, no. You are a CEO, yeah. and you are putting out fires on the daily. You're dealing with the marketing department. You're dealing with media relations. You're dealing with your staff. You're, you Look what Matt Eberflus dealt with this year yeah. alone. I mean, the last thing you do. So they do enjoy that part. That's why they got into this, is to, is to make a player better or to get a group of men to play with one vision and one mindset, you know, on one side of the ball or one position group. Uh, there's a lot of coaches that I've talked to. I'm going to name them. They don't want to be a head coach because that passion that they get from being a position coach, they'd be happy to do it the rest of their lives. They get it. There's money involved and there's, you know, intrigue. And, you know, you're put up on a billboard as one of 32 in the world to be a head coach. But it honestly is the last thing you do. Yeah. That's so crazy. what are you most uh, looking forward to at the senior ball? Listen, I just love football. Uh, but, you know, I told you guys this last week, it's a challenging game because you don't know who's really going to play. And so there's 137 guys you did research on, and they're, they're going by the wayside 
with every passing minute. So you think you're going to be watching the center from Oregon? Yeah, no. He, 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 well, he suffered a hamstring injury, so he's not going to play. But some of the bigger names, they've done their, their job. They impressed some people during the course of the week. So players you were hoping to see, you're not going to see in the game. And, you know, you still learn a lot from watching that game. And I, Tyson Bage and I learned a lot last year, as I discussed. Tyreek Stevenson played in that game last year. Uh, Zach Pickens. These guys were thought of very highly by their position groups. Tomorrow we'll hear about each position group voted by their peers as the MVP of their unit. And last year it was Zach Pickens. It was Darnell Wright. It was Tyreek Stevenson for their respective teams. The, the American team and the national team will each pick. And, and, and lo and behold, the Bears were coaching that with Luke Getze and company, and, and they, they picked some of these guys. So I, I think there's uh, a lot of respect. I mean, I, it's not a popularity contest. These guys are meeting each other in many cases for the first time and introducing themselves over the course of a week or even that, just four days, and uh, there's respect growing by the minute when they practice against these guys. Are you hearing any whispers or any any stuff coming out of there? What are the big storylines so far? Well, the wide receivers are, are really impressive. The route running, you know, you think about, you know, I, I think of a Tommy Waddle. Uh, oh, uh, you? you? know, I think of a Tommy Waddle. I played in the no. Japan Bowl. I played in a postseason go. game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. We were on a uh, plane tonight, the Shrine for, Bowl. Yeah. You, you would have been a Shrine Bowl guy tonight, maybe. I mean, would have been a, you should have been in the Senior Bowl. I was not allowed to play in the Shrine Bowl. That was for better players, so I had to go to the Japan Bowl. Yeah. Would you? Let me ask you this. In retrospect, would you have been a good enough player to be in the Shrine Bowl? I mean, excuse me, in the Senior Bowl. I think so. Yeah. I think so. You think Brock Purdy would have been invited to the Senior Bowl? I think so. He was not invited to he the Senior wasn't. Bowl. He wasn't. I did not know that wow. until today. Did not know that. He, it's an that's exact science. You know that. That's a miss, and that's because, you know, they have scouts. They scout, like Jim Nagy and his crew, they will watch the tape of this game, take their notes, maybe evaluate maybe who shouldn't have been invited and who should have been invited, and they'll go out and start looking at the next crop right away. And this is a, they treat it like an actual franchise would treat it when they scout these guys. And so they put guys on radar. And they get uh, they get after it, and they scout their tails off. So, yeah, receivers, offensive linemen are very talented in this class. And many, many numbers of these guys will be in the top 100 of the NFL draft, which, you know, the Bears will still be looking at that. And they'll be looking at center. Uh, they will be looking at what else they can do to improve the offensive line. Uh, also, obviously, the defensive line. It's really not going to vary too far from what I talk about last offseason. Still got to worry about the trenches. On both sides of the ball. You still need another edge rusher? You know, was Brad Biggs this th- today? Brad Biggs from the Tribune wrote, the Bears have not had a double-digit sacker that they drafted only two in the last 25 years. Wow. Did Jim Flanagan one of them? <laughs> no. Well, edge rusher. I, oh. I, I'd have to look that. Just Flanagan did get the double-digit. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, don't, yeah, that's sa- a great don't, second, yeah, don't so, second guess my knowledge. Well, yeah. I would second guess myself. You know, I would. I had. A, I, it was. It's about edge rusher. So, okay, edge. Leonard Floyd became one away from the Bears, uh, but it was back to it was o one o two Roosevelt Colvin yeah, in that defense, Rosie. and then it was Mark Anderson. They both went on to, I believe, to win Super Bowls elsewhere with the Patriots. Yeah, the Bears got to get another edge rusher for sure, a young one that's going to you know, be able to push push for a starting job or be a day-one starter opposite of Montez Sweat and the fellas. And you still got to consider what you want to do at three technique. Who, who's going to be that guy? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, defensive tackle. Let, let, uh, we asked you about the staff, at least I think about Waldron, I think, uh, last week. Now that most of the staff is rounding into form, um, the offensive staff, with Thomas Brown, and I heard, I think someone else say this too, do you like the fact that Waldron has got a lot of his guys? Where I don't know how many guys like Getze knew on his staff coming into last year. Waldron has guys he has worked with that he knows that have the same philosophies as him. How, like, how, how much symmetry is on this staff, and how much do you like that? Well, not all the spots are officially announced, but, you know, reportedly Chad Morton at running back coach, that's a guy that he's worked with as well. Um, Kerry Joseph, obviously, the quarterback coach. He's, he's at the Senior Bowl working with Rattler, Milton, and Pratt, the three quarterbacks uh, there for that side of the ball. Um, so, yes, I do like it. I, I don't like uh, somebody being suggested by somebody. Hey, listen, general managers in the past have said, hey, you know, I've got some guys that you would be interested in. When a head coach comes in and they go to work on building the staff right away. And whether you're late in the game or, you know, guys have been picked over or, you know, you start making phone calls, hey, what do you know about this guy? And I, what I don't like is don't hire your friends. Don't, don't hire friends. Hire good coaches. And if you if you feel comfortable that they're great coaches and they've gone elsewhere and done a nice job like Thomas Brown has, he's got a great reputation, then bring him in. I know Chris Morgan has worked with Kyle Shanahan from the Atlanta Falcons, so this there's there's a lot of the Shanahan and uh, and Sean McVay tree that are involved in this coaching staff. There's reports they're going to add another assistant offensive line coach uh, from the from the Titans, Jason Huffailing. Uh, Chris Beatty's the uh, wide receiver coach from the University of Maryland. He worked for the Chargers the last three years, still a part of that whole system. So what I'd rather have that, Sylvie and, and Tommy, is that than, hey, you know what? What I don't like is you got to go and get these free agents that, you know, I work with on another team. They're going to know my system. They can spread the news on what to do. On No, I need the best players. I don't need to have guys that are just guys that happen to know the system and they're going to teach. If you're a great coach and if you're hired to be a coach, an assistant coach, and we keep hearing you got to have teachers and you, these are supposed to be really good teachers, then they can teach the offense and don't have to learn a system. I can remember Mel Tucker had to learn somebody <laughs> yeah, else's yeah, defense. Yeah, was ridiculous, yeah. I, I, I mean, as a, as a coach, he was very good, but, you know, that's just forcing – Round pegs into square holes. I don't know what this phrase is, but you know what I mean. Square don't, pegs don't, into don't, holes. Square, yeah, 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 don't 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 force a marriage here. It's you, not going to work. Are you digging square holes in your yard? What do you, what do you, <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm not. I got a square hole in my head, though. Hey, did any of the did um, maybe the, the whole head coach hiring process and the guys that landed where they landed? Did anything surprise you? Well, I, I guess I should be a little surprised uh, that Ben Johnson didn't uh, right. want to be a coach or want to be there. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what kind of head coach he'd be. Uh, his personality is something I know nothing about. Can he stand in front of a room and, and run the show? I, I don't know. Uh, Dan Quinn getting a head coaching job does not surprise me at all. Uh, I guess Mike McDonald of Seattle does. He's young. And thankfully, they have a general manager there, John Schneider, who's been around a long time, and he's got a plan and he's got a system, and he'll he'll. That's a great pairing to have an experienced guy there. Uh, getting Adam Peters as a first-time general manager with a with veteran head coach who's taken his lumps at times, 
43 and 42 in Atlanta over six years. But he was highly thought of after that Super Bowl win by the Seahawks and getting that job in Atlanta. And I like Dan Quinn as a head coach candidate. Uh, Dave Canales, to me, is probably the biggest surprise out of them all. Okay. In terms of, you know, you, you go, you, you bounce from one team to the next, and after one year as a coordinator, you're going to now be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, but it, that's going to be that's all because of Bryce Young. And you know, he had a quote today at his introductory news conference, or I don't know, maybe it was yesterday or today. I can't even get it straight anymore. But and I wrote it down purposely because we talk about this at the quarterback position. He's about Bryce Young. He goes, we're going to become what Bryce Young is great at. So he's got to figure what that out, what that is. Obviously, he's not the tallest guy, so you're going to work around that. He also said this. Oh, somebody's calling me here. Is that there? No, it's Jim Miller, but I can't answer, Big Jim. Um, you know, we got a show in 15 minutes. Joe, uh, Jim's at the Senior Bowl. Anyway, uh, but he, then this is what he said about, about the quarterback. He talked about when the back foot is hit firmly in the ground, and the ball is ripped out without any hesitation. That's the no-brainer right there. That's what he needs from Bryce Young. That's, that's what we need from quarterbacks. Hit the back foot, get the ball out without hesitation, and let's go. I like his, his comments there about the quarterback. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh at, at yeah. the Chargers, I mean, that's, that is like rainbows and balloons out there. Yeah, I, every, every time he opens his mouth, I'm thinking, I love oh, my that. God. <laughs> He's, Here. He, I mean, he, he genuinely – and. Hey, I only know like, if, he, if he saw he'd recognize me. Were we ever cl- no? I was early in my career, uh, but I remember one time I introduced him at a Super Bowl when he was a Raiders assistant, and he was great. But look where he's come from. Look what he's grown into, and he seems to be really appreciative of yeah. the talent and the men he's about to coach. Uh, so I want to play you three bites, and then we'll let you go and get ready for your show. Which of these three bites are your favorite from Jim Harbaugh, okay? We, we were having fun with this a little bit earlier today. This is Harbaugh's introductory press conference. Here's soundbite number one. I could describe it to you. It'd be like, it'd be like Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> you know, red, you know, I'm so, I'm so excited that I, I, I find I, you know, I can't sit still or, or hold a thought in my head, you know, uh, what a free man would feel before a long journey. And, wow. uh... I just want to make it across the border. Wow. Want to uh, shake my friend's hand? That's that's how I feel. That's how he feels. All right. That's that's mm-hmm. bite number one. All right. So you okay. got that filed away. Here's bite number two. Oh yeah, there's some things I've copied from Ted Lasso. I try, I try to emulate Ted Lasso uh, in a lot of ways. That's 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 TV show. Yeah, that's that's one of the best. Jason Sudeikis, uh, you know, tremendous. I got a great story of how I met Jason Sudeikis. Uh, uh, but I think that there's a life lesson in every every one of those episodes. If you haven't seen that show, piece of advice, if I may, watch the Ted Lasso. Show. Piece of advice, if I may. All right, that's number two. Here's number three. To questions, uh, lot to probably talk about, and let's have at it. Coach, this is uh, I'm Jim Hill, KKL Nine News. Congratulations. You're a legend. No, 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 you're the legend. You're a legend. No, 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 you're the legend. Legend. Believe me, you're the legend. <laughs> all right, so that that this is easy for me, but all three are great. Jim Hill is a legend there, number one. Uh, that's for sure. Used to see him all the time at NBA Finals and Super Bowls. Love Ted Lasso. Love the show. Love it is a feel good. It's just a mindless checkout. Lo- lovely show. But number one is the is the home run. Oh, the Shawshank. 
I've seen that movie a hundred times. He nailed it to T. That is a great, great quote to start his NFL coaching career again with the LH. He's going to be fun out there. He just is. All right, we'll be listening, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks, All Jeff. right, guys, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. There you go. Bears Weekly coming up in about 15 minutes. Be tuned in. Be listening. It uh, Can't miss stuff. Uh, Jim Miller will be alongside uh, Joniak and Thayer. Uh, all right. I, I, I told you I wrote today about gossip surrounding Caleb Williams and the Bears. There is fresh gossip on Caleb Williams. We have not heard this yet, or at least I haven't. We're going to play you some of that, and uh, let's see where this ranks on the gossip meter. Uh, that's coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I have not heard this yet, so people have forwarded this to us as well. So this is uh, from FS1 and Colin Coward's show. Colin Coward was talking about Caleb Williams and possibly the Bears. Hmm. So funny that we just he wrote about say? the gossip today. All right, I have not heard this, so you you did, I hear, did hear it, yeah. All right, so uh, here's Colin Coward on Caleb Williams possibly not wanting to play in Chicago. There's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking, so that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here, I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up. Because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams. And you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. I don't think the uh, the commanders have had a great list of quarterbacks in recent years either. I know he's from there. And this is one thing that drives me crazy. Because we have a long history of not developing quarterbacks, doesn't mean that if you draft the right guy and you coach him up, he's not going to be successful just because he's joining a long list of people who've played the position in this town. And is he saying that he doesn't want to play here? Is he speculating that? Again, just like I cited in my comment, we played this uh, the other day. Dan Arlovsky saying... Justin Fields is the last one in the building, the first one to leave. And that was completely untrue. Like, I think I, are, are, are people just making stuff up? I think Colin was giving you his opinion there that he thinks the whole thing about the father being overbearing. We've heard some of those yes, rumors. Right. And then we've yeah. talked to Michael Wilbon, who said, I'm not worried about anything with regard to this kid and his family and character issues. Um. I don't know this. Uh, I asked that to Daniel Jeremiah too yeah. about about the dad, and nobody is you know. Well, think about it too. Who's been the most? Uh, which dad has been most known as like the out there dad recently? Um, son plays in the city. Well, doesn't really play anymore. Uh, but, uh, Ball. Yeah. When's the last time oh, we've yeah. heard from Levar Ball? In a long time. Long time. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, all of this stuff, you're going to hear. This isn't going to be the last time somebody says something that's going to catch your attention. We're going to play it, and we're going to go through it, and we're going to project how you feel about it. But this is part of the process as well. Remember, there was a parody account like a a week or two ago that said he didn't want to play in Chicago. Like, but that was fake. Like, what's real? Like, we don't know what, what is truly real. Where he wants to play. That's why you got to trust your general manager to do all of the crossing of T's and dotting of I's and doing all of the the background checks and all the work and trust that he's going to make the right decision, whatever that decision is. And we don't know, like, like you were saying about not developing a quarterback. Like, there's never been a time when it could be better to step in as the Bears quarterback than now because you're not stepping in when they're a two win team, they're stepping in maybe ready to win where everything's perfect and the the offensive staff could be good and and you could be uh you could have good wide receivers a good tight end a better line and everything you're not a a team that just started a rebuild no and again i wouldn't pin the sins of a previous regime on the current regime uh just because it wasn't done properly years ago on a number of occasions doesn't mean you should stop trying to perfect it because it's been this way for the last 50 years. What happened 30 years ago has no bearing on what's going to happen going forward here. There's just, you can't connect those dots. I can't connect those dots. So when I hear people say at times, why in the world would you ever use the first overall pick on a quarterback here? We've never developed a quarterback. That may be true, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying. Right. New people, new coaches, new player. New plan. New plan. Tom and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hey, Waddle. And, uh, hey, Waddle and Sylvie. Good to talk with you guys. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking, listening in the first hour, man, this should be like the most exciting time yeah. to be a Bears fan right now. Like, we have the number one pick, a super legit team that was peaking at the end of the year, and a pretty good GM. And all it is is toxicity and fighting. And it's like, why can't we just enjoy every bit of it? All the pro days, all, all this banter back and forth about speculation. Like, let's enjoy it. And we could draft a legitimately really good quarterback for the first time in franchise history. And, like, we just don't want to. I, I, I really don't understand. Well, well not everybody. Right that's not everybody. And the Bears may want to. I mean... Look, I think they have a couple of good options. Like, there's not a horrible option here. You may value one more than the other, but I wouldn't look at either of these options as bad options. You know, you've got a team that won seven games, which is up from three wins of the season before. The roster's gotten progressively better. You've got a ton of money to spend. You've got a good amount of draft currency. Like, if you choose one or the other, like, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be – if they decide to move forward with Justin after doing all of their due diligence, I'm not going to walk around stomping my feet and pouting. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. Let's do it now. Exactly. Let's turn him into a better football player, surround him with better guys, and let's go. I mean, this is your choice. Going to support it. Let's move forward. And if they pivot from him and move on, I'm going to do the same thing. Just get it right. That's been our motto. Print up the T-shirts. Just get it right. All right. uh, Good stuff today. More coming up tomorrow. We've got Bears Weekly coming up next with the guys. 
be listening for that. Black and Abdallah will be along at about 7.30. Great job by Kev Bo and Tyler Aki. Thank you today. Uh, and Crosstalk with Joniak, by the way, was brought to you by Steinhoffels. Four Chicagoland locations, including the nearest one in Harwood Heights. The newest one in Harwood Heights. By the way, if you're so inclined, there's a new episode of Unhinged out there as well. Find that on the ESPN Chicago app and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Sham Sharania and Jeff Joniak. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.